Welcome back to Mama Mystery. I am your host, Kelly. And I am your co-host, Austin. That's right. We've got Austin back on another episode. For those of you who absolutely love him, we have some episodes where it's just me by myself, and then there's some where you're on him, and people tend to appreciate the ones that you are on. There's a handful out there that do. Yeah, and there's a handful that don't, but we're not talking about them. We're talking about the ones that do. We don't give a shit about them. Oh, Austin, you can't cuss. My bad. Okay, so we're going to just dive into today's episode, and I think you are going to find this episode so fascinating. I'm really excited to hear what your thoughts are on it, okay? Because you know a lot about the topic we're going to be talking about. I know very, very little, so you're going to teach me something. Interesting, okay. Okay. Let's do this, babe. So today's story brings us to the city of Cassville, in the southwest corner of Missouri and only about 20 minutes from the Missouri-Arkansas border. Cassville is a tight-knit community with a population of just over 3,000 people. John Forsyth was born in 1974 to parents Dixie and Robert Forsyth in Provo, Utah. He had six siblings, Richard, Gina, Melissa, Amanda, Cherry, and Tiffany. His family eventually uprooted and then replanted in Alberta, Canada, where John went to high school at McGrath High School. After high school, he studied medicine at Ross University School of Medicine in Florida, which, by the way, is headquartered out of Barbados. I didn't know. I guess I'm unfamiliar with medical schools of medicine. Is that I see. I'm obviously, obviously I'm unfamiliar with it, Um, but I don't know how that works, how you can have a school that's headquartered in another country, but have a satellite like location, I guess, in the States. But regardless, he went to university, um, Ross University School of Medicine in Florida. Okay. So in 1995, John married his high school sweetheart, Penny, and the couple had seven kids together. And then 10 years later, John received his license to practice medicine in 2005, becoming an ER physician. Just one year after obtaining his license, however, he was named in a wrongful death lawsuit, which was settled by Mercy Hospital for $100,000. But this did not deter his career, however, as he went on to serve for Mercy Hospital for the next 15 years. And this is all now in Cassville, Missouri. Then in 2019, there were some pretty big shifts in Dr. Forsyth's life. He and his brother Richard became very interested in the cryptocurrency industry, which for those of you who don't know, crypto is a digital currency that is unmanaged by any form of government and only maintained by a decentralized system using some sort of cryptography, which I don't understand any of that. But it's all digital. None of it is tangible. You can't hold... A, a crypto you can't hold coin. A Bitcoin. Yeah, like you can't hold it's it in all, your hand. It's very confusing to me. It's all controlled on the blockchain, mm-hmm. which is essentially an un-F with a bull ledger. Yes. Yeah. And it's been around for a while. In fact, Bitcoin, arguably the most popular form of cryptocurrency, Definitely. launched in 2008. Yeah. I didn't realize that it had been around that long. Mm-hmm. But recently, it has skyrocketed in popularity with tech-savvy people creating new forms of cryptocurrency all the time. So Dr. Forsyth and his brother Richard created their own currency called Onfo. Richard handled the business side of it all while John was listed as the founder of the company. So I don't know for sure, but I assume that maybe John, with his his high income as an ER doctor, was able to invest a lot to get this up and going. In cryptocurrencies, just real quick, I'll say this. Yeah. There's like 
there's like over 20,000 cryptocurrencies and probably like 98% of those will not be around in any form after a few years. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole lot of scams and um, there's very few that are legitimate out of the 20,000 plus there are. Well, and that's going to, I think that's going to be part of this story. So that's why I'm eager to hear your thoughts on what ends up happening next. Because that same year, Dr. Forsyth and his wife, Penny, filed for divorce only to remarry in July of 2020, which we've talked about this before in other episodes. It's so strange to me that people divorce and then remarry. Like it just, it's strange to me because I think you have to be at such a low place to finally say, I'm done. I want a divorce and then go through with the divorce. And that takes so much time. It's hard for me to imagine coming out of that on the other side and still wanting to be more than friends. And you know, this, I mean, there's people probably who have listened, who will listen, who have gone through this and may think this is not accurate, but I feel like I've often heard when people are divorced, married, they're like thrice married. It's married, divorced, married, divorced, married. And Matthew McConaughey in his book, Green Lights, Mm -hmm. great book. And he talks about how his parents were thrice married. Mm -hmm. And he kind of gives this like this look into why. And it's like the people who do that, they're very, very emotional people, like deeply emotional. So they're super high on the highs and super low on the lows. And I don't know, it's interesting. Yeah, that does make sense though, because I think you'd have to have some, I don't know, I don't, dare I say level of irrationality because (laughs) I don't, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but like, that's just how it comes off to me. It's hard for me to understand. It seems irrational to divorce someone and marry them (laughs) again. We can't relate, but hey, we're not judging. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just called these people irrational, but definitely not judging. Okay. Anyway, we're moving on. So they filed for divorce, remarried in July of 2020. However, they filed for divorce again shortly after in 2022. So they were... Married twice, divorced twice. Okay. Somewhere in the midst of all that, John did get another woman pregnant and had his eighth child with this woman. Damn, dude's fertile. And then after the divorce, Dr. Forsyth started dating a new woman, Laura Barnett. Laura worked as a nurse practitioner in the ER with Dr. Forsyth. So I'm just assuming that's how they met. And I believe she still works there. And according to her LinkedIn profile, she has worked at Mercy since 2020. And then Laura got pregnant at the end of 2022 and they just, or she just had their baby girl, Aubrey, back in June. So that's number 10? Nine. Nine. Holy shoot. That's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> On May 10th of this year, their divorce was finalized and a judge ordered Dr. Forsyth to pay $4,000 in child support plus an additional $15,000 per month in maintenance. Yikes. Penny ended up taking the kids to go live in Idaho, and some of his older kids were living in Utah. Um, But Dr. Forsyth would fly out and visit them. In fact, he had plane tickets to fly out to Idaho on May 22nd. However, he never made it to the airport. Are you constantly worrying about your child's education, wondering if they're getting the personalized attention they need to truly shine? Well, you're not alone. Millions of parents around the world face the same dilemma every day. But what if I told you there's a way to take control of your child's learning journey, ensuring that they get the education they deserve? 
just imagine a classroom where the teacher knows your child's strengths and weaknesses inside and out. Picture a curriculum designed just for them, one that lets their unique skills flourish while targeting areas for growth. Envision a learning environment free from distractions where your child feels safe to explore, ask questions, and make mistakes. Look, I know we all want to set our kids up for success, and that means that they're receiving the best education, one that is right for them and their needs. I highly recommend checking out K-12-powered schools. K-12 can help your child start reaching their full potential in life now with online education options tailored to their unique needs, interests, and schedules. And there's still time to get started this year. K-12-powered schools are tuition-free, online-accredited public schools for kindergarten through 12th grade. And this is not your typical homeschooling where parents are responsible for teaching their children. K-12-powered schools have state-certified teachers trained in online education. With an online portal that gives parents daily insights into their curriculum and their performance. And K-12's hands-on innovative technology makes learning interactive and engaging, helping your child gain skills, experience, and certifications all before graduating high school. And the bonus for you is that they give you the support you need to help get them there. K-12-powered schools have online education options for every type of student, and it could be perfect for your child too. Help your child gain the skills they need to thrive in the future with K-12. And there's still time to get them started for this fall. Go to k12.com slash mama mystery today to learn more and find a tuition-free K-12-powered school near you. That's the letter K, the number 12.com slash mama mystery. K12.com slash mama mystery. Here is the timeline of events that I can confirm as of the writing of this episode on September 6, 2023. On May 18th, John proposed to his then eight month pregnant girlfriend, Laura, and she said yes. Oh, eight days after the divorce. Correct. Right. On May 21st, at about 7 a.m., John finished a 12-hour shift at Mercy Hospital. As he walked out of the hospital, he texted his fiancée, Laura, that he would see her in a little bit, that he had just finished up his shift. She replied at 6.59, but then he never responded after that. Surveillance footage captured him walking towards his car and his RV, which was a Thor Motor Coach Challenger, this very luxurious RV, that he kept at the hospital for those back-to-back overnight shifts because he never wanted to be too far from the hospital. He was very dedicated to his job. That same day at 7.21 a.m., his black Infiniti sedan was seen pulling into the parking lot at the Cassville Aquatic Center. Shortly after he arrived, a white SUV pulled in next to him and John could be seen getting out of his car and then walking out of the frame, never to be seen again but the white SUV left the parking lot before John was seen walking out of the frame. And I've actually heard the, the, the trouble with this whole case is that it's really hard to confirm information. And that's why I wanted to point out that this is all that I could confirm as of September 6th, but there is a lot of um, conflicting information. So there was one report where I saw that the SUV left after John was out of the frame. And then another report from his brother that said he walked out of the frame and then the SUV left. 
but very or different. no, I'm sorry, I said that backwards. That the SUV left, and then you could see John walk out of frame. So, yeah, but the point is very conflicting. Yeah, but it's also like, well, who's driving the SUV? What does the S- the SUV have to do with any of this? Mm-hmm. Obviously, something. There's some sort of involvement, but we just we can't see anything. There was nothing on, as far as I know, the surveillance footage, which hasn't been released. Um, and then that evening, he never showed up for his shift at 7 p.m. And alarm bells were going off in everyone's minds because he never missed a shift. And he was the most dependable doctor. His little brother, Richard, told the Daily Beast, quote, he wouldn't miss a shift even if his eyeballs were hanging out of their sockets. It was an immediate red flag. Who quote. says that? Honestly, so is that comment. That yeah, comment that is a, a red flag. That is a red flag. Your brother's missing and all you can say is, oh, he wouldn't miss a shift if his eyeballs were hanging out of their sockets. That's a weird thing to say. That's a bizarre comment. So if you later, tell me this dude was found with his eyeballs hanging out of his sockets, his brother has something to do with it. Well, his car was found soon after, and it was left unlocked with his wallet, his passport, a shattered cell phone, and his keys. And then back at his RV, investigators found even more cell phones, bringing the total number of phones that this guy had to five. He had five phones and a computer. What? Now, I understand that some sometimes doctors will have more than one phone because they have one phone that is strictly for like hospital use, but five? Yeah, here's the deal. Two phones is like... There's a song called that. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people have two phones. Yeah, that's not three that phones big of a deal. is weird. Four phones is like what? What are you doing? Who do you think you five are? Five phones. You're you're weird. Five phones. Can you imagine having five phones? No. Shuffling around to pick up the right one. I can barely remember one phone number, let alone five. Good lord. So after his disappearance, his brother Richard revealed that back in February of 2022. John was allegedly kidnapped, but didn't report it. And it was somehow related to the cryptocurrency world. He said, quote, it was cold. He was zip tied. He was made to feel very unsafe and taken on a car ride with some people to a bridge and was threatened, end quote. On May 30th, nine days after his disappearance, a kayaker found John's body floating in Beaver Lake in Arkansas, which is about 25 miles south of the hospital. And he had one gunshot wound to his head. Now, the community of Cassville was shaken to their core. So many people knew Dr. Forsyth because he had treated them in the past. And so many of them had glowing reviews of their experience with him. On Facebook, one user wrote, quote, he just treated me three weeks ago for strep. I was miserable. He went above and beyond and just had the best attitude and bedside manners. He's very respected and our community is so worried. We are willing to do anything to help. It's only right after all he's done so many. He's done for so many of us. And one anonymous coworker posted on Facebook, quote, I used to work with Dr. Forsyth and some people I know have either recently worked with or been acquaintances of his as well. And it's true. He was very punctual, clean cut, highly intelligent and articulate He was confident without being arrogant, as well as generous and trusting. One day it was slow at work, so he tossed me his personal credit card and told me to run down and grab some pizza to bring back. But I also got some off vibes that I can't explain. I felt like he groomed certain female staff. Like he paid a lot of special attention to certain ones and offered special favors like sending in an antibiotic prescription for their sick kid without actually seeing the kid, etc. 
The one thing that really sticks out to me though, is that he had allegedly been texting a young housekeeper from our work and ended up sleeping with her. It was the talk of the workplace, whether it was true or not. I believe it was true. It seems to me that I didn't see much of him around for a period of time after that. Shortly after, I ended up leaving for a different job and I never saw him again. So the point I'm trying to make in all this, I guess, is that he dabbled in things he probably shouldn't have for a long time. He used his intellect and power to put his own desires first, despite the risk of unpleasant consequences. Does that make him a bad guy? No, but there's a lot of people in the world that don't stand for people like that. So I don't think he was gay. In fact, I think he was a major womanizer who had more affairs than we will ever know. I don't think he committed suicide because I like the fam- I like the family cannot see him doing that. It just doesn't jive with his nature. I don't think it was the ex or the fiance. He met the fiance at work, by the way. She is a nurse practitioner. I don't think it's an angry patient at all. The brother is weird AF, but I'm not even sure if I think it's him. I seriously just think Dr. Forsyth unfortunately fell into a corrupt and sketchy lifestyle that eventually caught up with him, be it the crypto or sleeping with the wrong person. I think he had it coming at him for a long time with all the things that he dabbled in. I feel like he was lured to the aquatic center for a business transaction or promises of a quick hookup and met the revenge of someone which resulted in him getting shot. So before I go on, I want to point out some of the comments that I do agree with that this post garnered. Now, first of all, this was an anonymous post. So take that with a grain of salt. Okay. We don't know who this person is, if they actually did work with him, if this is all hearsay, we don't know. So it's important to kind of keep that in your mind. But it's logical. Sure. I mean, yeah, there are things about it that would make sense, but like pointing out that he would give some of the nurses an antibiotic script for their kid. That's not weird to me. I have worked with doctors who have done that for my kids. I'm not going to like say who they are, but I mean, it's very helpful. And as a mom, you know, if your kid has strep or, you know, if your kid has something that is easily treatable, that if you have a close relationship with a doctor, even if they haven't seen that kid, there are some doctors who will do that for you. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's just like, it's a matter of convenience. And in a small town, it's not that big of a deal. That's not that big of a deal, but just for the devil's advocate, Mm -hmm. if, if he was favoring the ones he was trying to get in their pants or whatever, Mm -hmm. then that wouldn't surprise me either. Right. I could see how it would stand out if he only did it for the attractive nurses and the and ones not that he deems the ones. unattractive. He says, yeah, you're going to have to send them in. I can't just call it in. Right. Exactly. So I can see, you know, if we we're just missing a lot of context, right. I guess. Um, and then, then as far as his other behavior, I mean, I've, I'm not saying all doctors are like this. Okay. But I have heard a lot about doctors that act or behave this way because they have this like God complex and they think that they can get away with more because they're so intelligent and they're doctors. Incoming one-star review from doctors. I know. I'm not saying... I know a lot of doctors. In fact, one of my... Hank... Oh, my God. It's okay. Just keep rolling. Hank's so, making the most noise right now. That's our dog. He's a golden. He's just very noisy. The... Well, hold on. Let me finish what I was going to say, because one of my good friends listens to this podcast and her husband is an anesthesiologist and he's the greatest guy. So I'm certainly not trying to imply that they're all like that. I know a lot of doctors who are very respectable. For sure. We're not speaking in absolutes here. However, I've heard the term MD, Mm -hmm. medical doctor, is more for me doctor. And And there's a lot of 
And so that's, that's the that's way I guess we could that. land it is like, yeah, we're not speaking in absolutes, but anytime you have people who have success or people who have power of some sort, it's not uncommon for it to go to their head and they behave a certain way. And I think doctors have a stereotype about them where it's the me doctor. It's mm-hmm. about me. I, I can get whatever I want. And that's just being realistic. Yeah. Yeah. And so I guess all of that is to say that that would validate this person's comments. Right. So anyway, people were commenting. If you're um, a doctor, don't come at us. Just yeah, save, save your, your letters. letters. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a lot of people were commenting back and forth. Some of those comments were kind of pointing out that that doesn't necessarily mean that any of this is the truth or that there was anything nefarious going on. And so the original author of that post followed up with the following comment, quote, I've been a nurse for 10 years and worked all over the country in small towns as a traveler, as a permanent employee, etc. I know that occasionally doctors throw scripts without seeing a patient in order to do a favor, even though it's against the rules. And I know many of them will buy nurses food, etc. And if they trust them, give them cash or a card to go pick it up. I also know it's not unheard of for doctors to get caught sleeping with employees, although not two, three, four, and still have a job. Those are just some of the things I mentioned him doing to get the picture of the kind of person he was. He was kind and helpful, but it was almost like a pathological kindness because in his case, I feel like he 100% flaunted and groomed people, almost like a predator looking to catch his next piece of meat, whether it be another employee for sex or money through the crypto. So while some of the actions themselves may not have seemed strange, my perspective as someone who actually knew and worked beside him, the things he did and the way he did it were strange in a way that cumulatively showed a character, which was a guy that lured people in, did whatever he wanted to get what he wanted despite hurting other people, aka compulsively cheating on his wife, doing who knows what in the crypto. And my point of saying that is that I believe it's a character and apparent lack of morals that led him down a bad path. I made that post prior to word of any of his affairs or some of his other dark endeavors came out and I was correct. Things are continuing to unfold, but I won't back down on my opinion that his conduct was off and not common and that his poor secret secretive conduct and sketchy behaviors in the shadows led to his demise, end quote. She, this person seems to be commenting see if you think this almost in a respectful but transparent way yeah so it's like hey i'm not saying he's not a great guy but he's got some serious character flaws that should be pointed out that could have led down to this led right. to this, down this road well so, and people don't typically just end up shot in a lake for no reason men especially right. like women are typically targeted for a reason and it's more often than not i believe Sexually a sexual charged. yeah but for a grown man, this well-known doctor to just disappear and end up shot in the head in a lake. That's pretty wild. It's not like he's like, you know, it's not like he's like trapping in the drug world. And yeah, he's found shot. I don't believe this was random. Yeah. Yeah, this wasn't random. Paul Sibonik, lead case manager for Cypherblade, which is an agency that investigates cyber crimes involving crypto, told the Associated Press that Onfo's business model resembles pyramid schemes, which rely on an ever-growing number of referrals and cannot be sustained. He said there is not a single legitimate cryptocurrency project that operates this way. 
So Dr. Forsyth had pretty substantial cryptocurrency holdings when his divorce to Penny became finalized in May. The divorce decree evenly split his and his wife, his ex-wife's holdings in Bitcoin and in another digital currency, Ethereum, valuing them at more than $800,000. The decree estimated the value of Dr. Forsyth's business interests outside of his cryptocurrency holdings at $1 million. So is it possible that he made enemies within the cryptocurrency space and that this was a targeted hit by someone who was angry with him? Money is the root of all evil, so I can see how that would be the most plausible story. The love of money is the root of all evil. Okay, that that's fair. I'm just going to correct that because if people always say money is the root of all evil, mm-hmm. and I think there's a nuance there. I just felt like adding it. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. Another possible scenario is that Dr. Forsyth took his own life. With mounting financial obligations, I guess I could see how that is a plausible theory as well. And according to the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health, medical doctors top the list of jobs with the highest suicide rates. Really? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. um, I have heard that before. And I, I could see how that would be plausible, especially for an ER doc who's probably seen a lot of trauma, dealt with a lot of death. I mean, I don't know what always goes into it. I think it's just the mounting pressure of being an, a doctor and having people's lives in your hands. But That's pretty crazy. Contrary to the comment earlier about me, doctor, and about the things we said, mm-hmm. it surprises me because they typically make great money and they, you know, mm-hmm. but I think it's status and it's respect. beyond that. Yeah. Well, and I don't think the reason I don't think that that's the case here is because how did he get to the river? Like someone would have had to have driven him out there because he left his car and his RV behind. He left so much behind. And I've heard, I haven't seen this confirmed. His autopsy hasn't come out yet, but I've heard that the shot was to the back of the head. So that would have been like execution style and people don't kill themselves that way. It's usually from the side or from below. So uh, the placement of the gunshot wound will be very telling in regards to if this is a suicide or a homicide, but I'm leaning towards a homicide. But there was no gun found there. Correct. And there was no vehicle found there. Correct. Then he didn't do it himself. Yeah, I don't believe he did. Um, Dr. Forsyth's brother also refuses to accept this theory. Richard Forsyth refuses to believe that this could have been a suicide. He said, quote, I can give a TED talk on why my brother did not kill himself. And he added that as far as he knew, his brother didn't even own a gun. He went on to say, quote, this is a man who just recently got engaged. He was involved in philanthropic work and other projects he was passionate about. He was making plans for the future. He loved his kids and was so proud of them. He was devoted to them and had plane tickets to go see them. He described his fiance as the love of his life. He was the happiest I'd ever seen him in his life. He'd even started a garden. This is not the profile of someone who killed himself, end quote. Another, uh, let me just point this out. That struck me weird when he said he'd even started a garden. People who start gardens don't kill themselves. Like, why would you even feel the need to say that? I feel like that's irrelevant. The it's brother just sounds it's just not relevant. Yeah, it's not, that's really interesting, not relevant. He, his brother just sounds like an interesting dude. Yes. I don't think that it sounds like from this that his brother had anything to do with it. I mean, but his brother's an interesting dude. Some people do believe that the brother had something to do with it because he just has a bizarre vibe. That's the best way I can put it. But in the pictures, which we'll post on social media on uh, Mama Dot Mystery Podcast, 
if you want to check out the pictures for this story, but, um, so you know who we're talking about, but yeah, Richard does kind of have a little bit of a bizarre look and I, I don't know how to put my finger on it, but a lot of people online have said that they believe he has something to do with it strictly off based off of just his, his vibe, like demeanor. the way, yeah, his demeanor, the way he talks, the way he looks like his facial hair, the way he has his eyes, like it's, it's unfair. It's quite unfair, but Anyway, um, you can just tell me your thoughts on that. Comment on that post what your thoughts are. Um, his mother, Dixie Forsyth, who spoke publicly for the first time in an interview with Fox News Digital, said that there were some red flags. She said, quote, I remember him telling me once when he came over for a Sunday dinner a year ago. He leaned over and said, I have a feeling I'm not going to live very long. And I said, what are you talking about? It kind of scared me. And he said, that's nah, nothing. But when it when brought, she brought it up again later, he just dismissed it and brushed it off. That's pretty strange. Yeah, but the thing about that comment is I could see it being applied to any of the theories. Was he afraid for his life because he knew people were after him? Or was he feeling depressed but too afraid to reach out for help? I mean, it's impossible to say for sure at this point. As of now, police are staying pretty tight-lipped about their investigation, which has left a community confused and a family angry. But this is how it always goes. We see it all the time. Police keep their cards close to the vest so that they don't hinder their process. And no amount of grief is going to make them change the way they operate. And it's always, always in the best interest of the case at hand. So let's let the cops do their jobs and then just come back to me for any updates as they develop. But as of right now, that's really all that I know and can confirm. And I don't want to dive too far down into the conspiracy theories and, you know, the thoughts of if the ex-wife had something to do with it or if the brother hired someone to do it so he could get more out of onfo. I mean, I'm not going to go down all those rabbit holes. I'm just telling you what you need to know. You can decide what you think for yourself. So but something definitely, obviously something happened. He was shot. Something had to get on the stereo. Oh something had to wet the carpet. You said that so wrong, but honestly, that's, that quote came to my head also. I don't I know, Margot. That's from Christmas Vacation, if you didn't know. If you didn't know that, just turn this podcast turn off, off and go watch it. So is there anything else that... I, I thought there was going to be a little more in ties to the cryptocurrency. Do you know anything else about the cryptocurrency? Like All I know is that they've been accused of running it like a pyramid scheme. And so people were encouraged to invest in this cryptocurrency. And they were especially... From what I noticed on their website, it seemed like they were especially trying to get people like students, you know, they'd mm -hmm. say, oh, you get immediate sign up um, opportunities if you have a .edu at the end of your email. Like but an like, airdrop. Does it say something about an airdrop? No, not that I saw. But I mean, maybe it did and I just didn't dive in deep enough because I don't know What's the cryptocurrency it, called? Onfo. O-N-F-O. O-N-F-O. Mm-hmm. So I just looked it up and I don't like, I can't find it on Coinbase. Like not that it, you can, so that's a trading platform, but I don't like, you can find their site, but I don't see where you can trade it. So that's interesting. But I thought there was going to be a little more about the crypto, to be honest. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but right. I guess I, my, my, my thing about the crypto is trying, I, I don't know a whole lot about cryptocurrency in that whole world. And, so, but I know that you know a lot about it. And so I guess my reason for, saying that you would be interested in this is like the possibility that there was some sort of like dark underbelly to this cryptocurrency story and that right. somebody was pissed over crypto yeah. because there were allegations that it was being ran as a pyramid scheme. So did somebody lose a bunch of money 
and they shot him because of that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've just heard that cryptocurrency is. Yeah, that's like the, so the thing that's interesting is like cryptocurrency has this whole dark cloud of like, oh, it's underground and hardcore and it's really not anymore, but it definitely used to be. And Mm -hmm. that's the whole, like, that's what people think of it as. But it's interesting. I don't know. I'd be curious to look more into Onfo. Like there was, there was all these small coins. I know a guy who had $60,000 of a coin called Gifto. Um, And it had this program set up where it was what was called an airdrop. And it said like, you send your Gifto to this wallet address. And it's a wallet address that supposedly belonged to you, which is like a big no-no in the crypto world. Like you don't send your crypto to some other wallet. But he tested it with a little amount of money and sent it to this wallet and it airdropped him like 5X the money. And so this airdrop thing was like, hey, whatever you're holding as a reward for holding our cryptocurrency, we're going to airdrop you 5X what you're holding. And it has happened in certain cryptocurrencies before. So this dude like sent his crypto. He sent like a couple grand and they sent him back 10. So then he sent 60 and gone all his money. Oh, shoot. And so... Like when we talk about these like wild small cap cryptocurrencies, you know, who knows something? Yeah, somebody's pissed or something. But I feel like it's almost without more context. It's almost like the term cryptocurrency millionaire and co-founder found dead Mm -hmm. is almost like it's like the media slanting like, oh, look, more cryptocurrency stuff. I told you this is dark and scary, mm-hmm. like, or whatever it is. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's unregulated and it's, yeah, it's unregulated. It's, de- it's uh, decentralized. You can't tell who's who of stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. I have a request. Mm-hmm. Will you do the case of Bobby Lee? Bobby Lee? Bobby Lee is the Cash App founder. Okay. And, Oh, former, yeah. I think he was formerly at like Square or something. Mm-hmm. And recently, like in the last year, I think he was found dead. He was stabbed to death. And yeah. I think it would be a short story because I don't think there's a ton on it. But I would uh, I would be curious to hear about that Maybe story. you should write it and tell it to me. I'll find time to do that here pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's all I have for you. I'm curious to see what your theories are. There are so many theories and little bits of information floating around, especially on TikTok or social media. And I just want to make it a point to say that not everything you read online is going to be true. Um, and to just always use your common sense when it comes to believing what you read. Obviously, I made it very clear that the post I read was from an anonymous author. So, I mean, just take, take that for what you will, but, um, that's all I have for today. If there are any updates, you know, that I will update you as they come and yeah, thanks for tuning in. Mama mystery out. Bye.